This is a Federal News Network podcast. The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement, which is entirely responsible for its content. Welcome to Off the Shelf with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement on Federal News Network. Off the Shelf gives a voice to commercial service and product companies selling in the federal market. Roger speaks to members and government officials about procurement policy, trends, innovations, and debate. Now your host, Roger Waldron. Today, my guest on Off the Shelf is Bill Gormley. Bill is the president of the Gormley Group. He also serves as the chairman of the board of the Coalition for Government Procurement. And uh, this is our sort of quarterly get-together, you know, where we talk about what's the latest in regards to government procurement. And, you know, today, I think, Bill, let's let's start with an update on the federal supply schedules. And uh, so what, what are people focusing on when it comes to the schedules? Well, on a number of things. I think one is, uh, I think you've had two events on, on the EPA side. I mean, I think that's kind of the, from an industry standpoint, um, in, in wanting to provide GSA customers with products and services, that's really hit them pretty hard, Roger. And, and in, in fairness to, to GSA, I know they, they, they made a, a acknowledgement of, of the need for EPAs to be done. Uh, and, it was earlier this year in the spring, and then they did a follow-up to help kind of maybe reduce some of the burden that was being asked of industry to demonstrate the the uh, the amount of inflation impact on the companies by through the EPA. So I think that and it happened uh, I don't know, about three or four weeks ago, and 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 I, I, and my hats off to GSA for doing it. I think the, the key is now when it comes to the implementation st- stage, Roger. And um, we we've seen some folks embrace the, the latest uh, uh, acquisition letter that came out um, that Jeff signed. Mark, Mark Jeff Lee. Kosis, Mark Lee, Jeff, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, and the uh, but there's still a lot who haven't, and you know, just got. Just heard today we have one contractor, contracting officer, asking for twelve additional data points beyond beyond it's 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 beyond explanation of, of, of the relevance to the EPA. I mean, so I don't know. I'm kind of the you know it's it's too easy in life to criticize. So I don't I don't want to come across that way, but I I feel that you know with some of the knowledge that a lot of members provide you and then you put it in the flash and you have conversations with people. I mean, that's how some of this benefits GSA and, and, and also the membership. And then I think there's a, I, I think stepping back from the topic just for a moment, I think what's, I think there's so many silos of, of areas uh, in the government that, that collectively they don't see the cumul- cumulative impact that they're having on industry. And so, uh, and I know this is this is uh, this throwing it hopefully not to the wind, but yeah, I think there yeah, there should be some entity that that looks that's responsibility is on looking at what that cumulative impact is on things, and also constantly looking at how to streamline whatever aspect of government acquisition that 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 you know that they're looking at. I mean, there's there's always way to do a better job. And, and streamlining should be part of that. And I know government has more requirements from a government 
regulatory or, or policy, but in some ways should say, you know, how is this impacting other areas? Because it, it's really dragging industry down. And, uh, and, and yet GSA wants to have the industry's most favorite price, but they keep piling on more responsibility. And I think, I think that's going to be a theme. You know, I'm not sure where, where we're going in this call, but I mean, in this interview, but I think that's part of part of what's dragging industry down. It, it's really starting to have a major impact on them. Yeah. From, from your perspective, would you say sort of, cause I get a, this sense too, that there's a tipping point, right. Or a crystallization of the issues. And I think the inflation challenge, you know, or the management challenge, the contract administration challenging of responding to inflation on these contracts and the economic price adjustment, the EPA is sort of crystallized and sort of brought to the fore all these other things we were aware of. Yeah. Uh, it's just adding that one other big thing. It's almost, I wouldn't say it's a tipping point, but it's clearly, you know, got a lot of people thinking about, you know, to your point, streamlining, what needs to be done, what can be done, yeah. you know, where are we, you know, in the continuum these days, you know, we had a lots of streamlining um, a long time ago and, I mean, I like the idea of some sort of office or entity looking at processes and requirements and trying to just, their job is to try to reduce those, you know, getting the results you need, but reducing those. Um, I just, when you were describing that, you know, I I kept thinking back to the National Performance Review, the Hammer Award when you had, yeah, you know, at the time it was Vice President Gore sort of leading that effort. Reinvention. There was there was a lot done and a lot. Right. And then, and then there was bipartisan support in Congress for all those kind of things. The federal acquisition streamlining act, the Klinger Cohen act, national performance review. There was, there was this, you know, there's just this consensus across everybody in a certain sense of things that needed to be done to improve the process and, and actually improve results. Um, yeah. You're not, so- I mean, we're not quite yeah. there yet. Yeah, we're headed. We're headed there, Roger. I mean, it's getting it's getting very difficult now to do this, and particularly the administration. You know, all administrations, and in particular, you know, current administration, they're emphasizing small business, and so forth, and this is loading people up like crazy. As far as how you know, you know, we have that hurdle poster that you take to the conferences, and it's just that hurt. Those hurdles becoming more hurdles, and are becoming higher. And to, to penetrate the government market. And that's where I think some people, someone, some entity needs to have continuous responsibility of how can we, you know, hearing industry validating for those who feel they don't have good reasons, but validate in in industry's position. And then also, you know, look at the government's requirements and, and, and recognize that something needs to be done. And to your earlier point about reimagined government, so forth, you know, that was a time that there was, there was key focus and the and the and the overall collegiate atmosphere was let's get it done, you right, know. Right. And then and you weren't criticized for for saying that we don't need to do this anymore, you know, whatever that whatever that was. I mean, and so that's that's how you that's how you you know we we moved away from a lot of areas that benefited the government overall and industry. Right, and and to, is a is a part of it seems to me is the government. Yeah, there's a question. What are the priorities? What are your priorities? 
you know, get rid of all the extraneous stuff that's making it hard for people to do business. And there's there's certain things that you are priority from a policy perspective. You, we understand that it's government, it's politics. There's going to be those, but if you can get rid of some of those extraneous things, maybe you'll have more throughput to be able to focus on the things you think are important. Does that make any sense? Yeah. And I think, you know, you've, you've had people express before the number or percentage of small businesses who have backed away from government. And I think this is, this is, and and that means that's a result. So it's not a speculation. And I think what we're talking about is, you know, where, where, how can the government have an opportunity of gaining some of those folks back into the mix and also not having people become so distraught by trying to have, get a contract that, that they leave. And I think that would, I think that they have some office that, you know, they have an, have an Osgoodoo office. They have a, uh, you know, who's, who's, who's the one that's, uh, they have the, the ombudsman ombudsman. Yeah, so yeah, why don't you have three agencies. Like, you've got yeah. the suspending and debarment yeah. official. Yeah. You know, so you've I mean, got you're, your you're, acquisition executives, maybe you like to your point, they need yeah. the chief in charge of streamlining something, right? something. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, I mean, just putting that out there, but anyway, inflation EPAs is a serious serious issue with industry and and we we've talked about it before but you know just bringing up on the show uh is that i think gsa needs to form some kind of tiger team maybe at each acquisition office to go to handle just epa requests and make that you know over the next you know three or four months or something and and streamline the the uh the epa request streamline the process the contracts are awarded on uh based on a price list or an index then the person providing the epa the contract providing epa request should provide the catalog update or an index that reflect why they're asking for an epa and gsa should approve it i mean it's nothing the simplicity of that by some people infer something's wrong and industry's couching them (laughs) it's not and i think that's someone should speak up in the senior level within GSA and recognize that is part of our contract relationship with industry. And and they're not going to get out. They're in a huge backlog and, and and the folks who are on your panel, Hey, we're hiring and all that, you know, everybody's hiring. So I think the key here is how do you, how do you focus on this? Cause you're, you're never going to get out. It's continued. The backlog is going to continue to grow is my point. Right. And, you know, and, you know, we support their, you know, their efforts to hire yeah. folks and bring them on, but that's a longer term solution. And, you know, and I think in the interim or immediately to your point, you you just mentioned process and that's process consistent with the contract terms and conditions. And, and you can always go back and, double check it right i mean it's Absolutely. just it's not he you're submitting it to the government the government is relying on it if it's not true or inaccurate the government has remedies right, right. but it's consistent with what you based the negotiations on in the first place that makes a lot that's logical to me and then the other place they'll need to think about is you know organization and structure you know process organization structure and people the three things and Maybe we'll yeah. talk a little bit about organization when we come back, and then we can maybe get into some of the other updates on FSS. My guest today is Bill Gormley. He is the president of the Gormley Group. He also serves as chairman of the 
board for the Coalition of Government Procurement. I'm Roger Waldron, and you're listening to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. I'm Roger Waldron. My guest today is Bill Gormley. He's the president of the Gormley Group, chair of the Coalition for Government Procurement. And, uh, you know, Bill, uh, when I took the break, um, I mentioned, you know, there's people in their organization, there's organizational management structure, and there's processes. And in the context of contract administration, that's a lot of what GSA is dealing with. And you had a great idea on process. You actually had a great idea about management structure, a an office of acquisition streamlining, specifically, <laughs> just simply, that's the name, acquisition streamlining. Good. Um, a great idea. Do you have any other thoughts about management structure before we turn to some of the other FSS updates? Well, you know, I, I think the, uh, the visualization of silos is just, just look at the organization from a silo standpoint. And, and I know there's territory and ownership of silos that, you know, you and I, you and I have spent you know, decades in government and, 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 and industry has some of the same tendencies. So there's, yes. there's nothing, nothing, there's nothing that can't be said here on both sides. But I think the, the silo side, you know, someone should be looking at it and you're looking at, you know, with the schedules that, that the coalition basically representing industry in the majority. And also you got healthcare, but the schedules is 44 billion a year, you know, and take put VA in, that's more. But I think they should look at how many silos are actually supporting the schedules program. And I think possibly look at combining some of those silos. So you, you shrink the decision process time. And I think then you get operations which is where rubber meets the road as far as implementing policy and gets operations and policy closer together. And I think this, and not that some of the other silos are important, but I think, I think you've got to get operations, you know, uh, purely focused on, you know, how, how, how do we process the work? We have a lot of work. Well, from an industry standpoint, if you have a lot of work in an industry based on a customer, customer um, needs, then you know you shore it up, or you see how how you can handle it differently. So it's a compliment. GSA has the workload; it's it's, it's validating the program. So right, right. Don't, validates don't, GSA. Yeah, don't drown in your success here. You want to celebrate right. it and streamline it and make it better. Because if you can't make it better for you, then how do you make it better for the customer? And so there's that side of this. I think the customers being impacted on the. I know they are being impacted in a negative way, being impacted on the late um, e- EPA approvals. And, uh, you know, some companies just can't sell the loss and they're not going to. That means they're just going to sell themselves out of business. Right. And I think that's our t- you know, tiger teams or something should be considered and put in place just to do EPAs and, stream- and streamline the process to, you know, and I'm repeating myself, but I think it's that critical. The administration is very pro small business in particular, very, you know, USA involvement here and you got USA companies. And that's, uh, I think, I think something, I think you've reached that. You, you called it a tipping point earlier. We're getting awful close to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, to your point too, the silos make it harder to more quickly respond right. to changes in yeah. the market. Exactly. So, and, and, and how you allocate workflow and you sort of look at the consolidation of the schedules themselves. So you have the platform that, you know, that at the top layer that, you know, provides the ability to be more flexible 
you know, in the back room and operations will just, you know, say there's, there's opportunities and potential there as well. And just to sort of, you know, level set too, is this is a real issue. We hear from companies every day in terms of the prices going up. Some cases, the prices have been going up for the product on a weekly basis. And, you know, and unfortunately in some of these situations, they've been put in a position where they can't accept orders because they would lose money on the order. Um, because the uh, the time it takes to get an EPA uh, uh, adjustment on their contract. So, so to your point, it is a real issue. And GSA is, you know, we you credit them with the acquisition letter and the flexibilities it's providing. It's a great foundation for it. And the obviously the, the processes and the management and the uh, structures and, um, you know, just allocating the work are the keys to to getting through this uh, together. Um, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I think that's about, if you don't mind, the net net of everything you said is how do we, how do we make it less burdensome on all parties? Right. And, 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 and stay within, you know, the, and the structure of the contract. And that that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking, you know, trying to get deviations from something else. It's this, this is within, this is within the context of your contract that we're talking about. Yeah, it has real, you know, and it's a nod, you know, some people look at it in a short as in a short term challenge, but it has long term implications if companies leave the federal market because they can't do business in it and they're not going to come back generally uh, for a long, long time, if ever. And so, again, if the focus on the industrial base, focus on the small business industrial base. You know, this is this has long term implications as well. So well, companies who have left the market have left, excuse me, the schedules are selling to the government open market at a higher price than their schedule price. That is a fact. Yeah. So yeah. Th- th- there's no saying there's no saying it's costing the government money. Anyway, I'll stop because I know you want to probably get another thing. So, yeah. Or are you in your view, probably a higher price than they would otherwise pay under the schedule, even after their prices adjusted upwards under EPA. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, okay, Bill. So we spent a lot of time on inflation um, and EPAs, but how about let's turn to uh, continue the FSS update and sort of the, 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 the next big thing that people talk a lot about is the transactional data reporting rule and the, you know, GSA's, you know, contemplated, expansion to the entire schedules, providing companies the option to sign up for it. And then at the same time, I know out there, there's the uh, Paperwork Reduction Act notice where GSA is, you know, has made estimates with regard to the burden of the rec- uh, uh, paperwork con- uh, work involved in collection and reporting of, you know, TDR information. Um, and they put that assessment out and asked public comment on it. So, and that's due towards the end of October this month. Um, and then, you know, I think the expansion is, you know, on course for, you know, later in the fall, maybe November into December. So, you know, your thoughts on TDR? Well, I think GSA has documented its position. You know, I, we know that the IG has issued their position. Um, the GSA did, did go through a test you know, pilots and, um, and they made changes along the way and they finally got enough information to determine that it was uh, in the best interest of the government and the program to move forward with the TDR. So, you know, 
there's a pro and con about how much how much background we have at GSA, Roger. So, <laughs> yes, that's true. And so, and so, <laughs> that is very true. So, so I, I don't know if this is a pro or con, but you know, when I was there and I was a contracting officer, we had the discount schedule marketing data sheet DSMDs for uh, people who don't know or listening. You don't really have to pay much attention to it. But my point is that over the time we had a we had a, a a basis of determining fair and reasonable price, and that was the DSMD. And then that got changed, and, and the IG did not like that at that time. And then then we changed it to CSP. The IG did not like it at that time, and 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 so, you know, and now they're you know moving to TDR. And I think part of the reflection of all the changes of the of these three three examples is that the the market speed has increased so significantly, you know, with since the internet and so forth and, you know, into com- open competition, so to speak, that schedules program, you know, is, is lagging and, and even trying to keep pace with it or close to keeping keep pace with it. And I think TDR brings GSA closer to the pricing models and it clo- definitely closer than the C- CSP. And so I think it's good. They're doing that. I think, Based on what we just talked about with silos, I hope that GSA does not burden or overload any TDR requirements. That is going to be, you know, you, you know, I get a headache but streamlining. So, you know, they, 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 you know, hopefully they don't need to streamline TDR because that that meant that they've overburdened. It. So <laughs> let's start. Let's start out. The TDR is supposed to be streamlined from CSP. Let's keep it that way, and and don't overtax the industry on reporting requirements. That would be that would really inhibit the success of TDR significantly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you know. yeah. It's a it's a it's a real it's TDR is much more real time market information <laughs> on you know uh, across the federal government and. Um, and really more relevant in terms of pricing than, um, you know, the CSP or DSMD. I just remember DSMD and looking <laughs> at contract files and it had all these lists of all these commercial transactions. And you had to like oh, yeah. the companies had yeah. to give all the detail on each one of these contracts. Yeah. It was so laborious and all this. And then they had to certify it was current, accurate, and complete. And it's just, and then, CSP, we went to the idea of just don't support, don't report all those individual contracts. Give us your practices. What right. do you do? You know, and which, yeah, and they adjusted the price reduction clause so you could offer uh, agency spot discounts on their DSMD. If you gave a price reduction to an agency, that became the price in the contract. No company wanted to do that because that'd be the price for the next 10 years or whatever, right. you know, right. and is just, you know so it got became more flexible each time or more and actually more responsive to the market and i think tdr is just the next evolution of that responsiveness to the market and it makes good sense uh that gsa is moving forward with it um i think for the gov for good government as a whole uh, yeah, at the I end think, of the day yeah i think reading some of the and the ig has a responsibility so we're not there's no question here on that I think part of the the area that I feel that's not being addressed from from their position is that 
in acquisition, in any acquisition, <laughs> that competition has competition occurs at the ordering level or the development of requirements. Yes. So that's I think they're 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 not they don't want to not they're not acknowledging that or recognizing that the GSA schedule prices are the ceiling that the government would ever pay and that within that contract vehicle, to your earlier point, it, the contractor can reduce their price at any time on any size order that's based on the market conditions. Right. And right. so the, the, the guarantee is you're not, you're, you're, you're not going to pay above X price. Right. And when the competition occurs, the, the IG does not bring into any of their reports of looking at or acknowledging that government does predominantly get lower pricing based on when the requirements occur. It's a real requirement. You're going to get real, written, right. as opposed to a $2,500 yeah. guaranteed minimum, right. and just the opportunity to compete. Yeah. And you may, you raise a good point. We have to finish up on this. And it just, so as the pricing underlying price negotiation rules changed at the same time, the ordering procedures changed you know, and the schedules went from being, you know, a mandatory source to an optional source. The ordering procedures became much more competitive in terms of having to survey and review. And now today you have to provide notice and opportunity to compete to companies on the schedule. So it's a whole competitive dynamic, you know, that TDR actually is critical to assessing as well and reporting on that. Um, so. Yeah. You know, so it makes a lot of sense anyway. So we're at the break, Bill. Uh, when we come back, let's turn to another sort of commercial practice platform program, and that's e commerce and where GSA's e commerce journey, where that's headed. My guest today is Bill Gormley, he's the president of Gormley Group, chair of the Coalition of Government Procurement. I'm Roger Waldron. You're listening to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. I'm Roger Walder. My guest today is Bill Gormley, president of Gormley Group, chair of the Coalition Government Procurement. And I think, Bill, I think we've done our FSS update. You know, there's two major things that we talked about are really the things that are top of mind right now. Um, you know, it'll be interesting when we get all the full data and how, you know, on the on the sales under schedules and the obligations um, where the schedules uh, finished this past year. You know, we have seen an uptick during the pandemic and the use of the schedules because um, I think people knew they were there. They're convenient, relatively speaking, to order from, and people knew about them, so they used them, you know, in response. That seems to ha that's a his historical pattern that's been consistent over the years when, you know, when, when things get dicey, people turn to the schedules to get stuff. But, uh, and uh, over the last three years, too, there's, you know, the e-commerce pilot, as we turn to another subject, um, GSA, you know, has been managing the pilot with the contractors, and now they're looking to move forward um, with a follow-on contract, and they put out a draft RFP for comment. They also issued a report earlier this summer, and I just want to get your thoughts on it. Well, I think the... Uh... You know, hats off for doing the pilot. And I think now, to your point, you're issuing, you know, the RFP for the follow-on. And um, it looks like the recognition of e-commerce is being all e-commerce. Right. <laughs> Not one I mean, second. <laughs> well, I think the coalition 
was taking positions on that throughout and I recognize that you know that that it shouldn't be divided and I think that there's a recognition now by GSA through the issuance of this RFP that hey we recognize there is an e-commerce world out there and we, and we like to continue to follow on and utilizing that uh, e-commerce environment because it could change right and so th right. this will this will host that capability so um I, I, I know folks are, are glad to see the recognition. Yeah, there's going to be competition once it, once it gets awarded. And, and that's everything that we've talked about earlier. I hope they just don't. I hope it can stay streamlined and become effective, easy to use, uh, just like the other you know areas that we talked about earlier in the show, Roger. Yeah, I think you know the important thing, you know, GSA, originally identified the e-marketplace model, the e-commerce model, and the e-procurement model. And for the sake of listeners, it's just, it's easy to visualize who that is. Like e-procurement, you think about, you know, software, business software that helps contracting officers make decisions or whatever, like SAP Ariba. I'm just using the company's names to generally, so you can, folks can understand. The e-commerce model is like companies that have their websites that you can go shop on. Like you could think of, Home Depot, Staples, Granger, companies like that. And then e-marketplace, like they had the three companies that they awarded to, Amazon, um, Fisher Scientific, and Overstock.com, where you, you you have that marketplace where people can go shop. Um, and GSA created those. And an interesting thing that we've seen is in their recent report this summer, and in, to your point in the draft RFP, is they've moved away and talked about convergence and just that it's an e-commerce universe not separate, three separate universes. It's a, just a big universe. And I think that's very positive um, because, I, because each of those can leverage off each other and there's opportunities to work together. Um, and it also, I think, over the long term will help the program grow because you bring more participants in it. I think you get, you know, and, and more people are going to be looking to it as a potential source of supply so I think that's, you know, that's very positive development on its part. Another thing I think, two other things, that, and I would agree with you, one of the things that they should not do at GSA is load up a bunch of government unique requirements on this thing, because then you're going to undercut the value of the program and Section 846. And lastly, I, you know, from from a perspective, our perspective looking at it is, you know, the fact that they're talking in the in the RFP about business to business and focusing on that, you know, approach to it is very beneficial. I think of ultimately for the government customer and for industry as well, who, who, who will participate because that's about leveraging requirements and that sort of thing and data and all that stuff that people use to make business decisions, as opposed to, you know, the idea of a platform to a, to an individual customer, you got to think about it, strategically and they did talk about that a lot so i think there's a lot of good there i mean and you know we'll see where gsa goes moving forward you have some other thoughts i know yeah i think you know the government yeah the government is the buyer so you have the employees and government are going to be utilizing the uh you know the e-commerce and i think it, it pretty much allows allows the government buyer to ex have the same experience uh as a private citizen and buyer so basically what the what the follow-on does, it just provides the buyer the multiple touch points that they have in their own real life so that as close as they can get to that experience, you know, the, 
administrators talking about customer experience a lot. So it, it's also got to be, you know, their, their buyer experience. And I think more, more they can align this e-commerce with what people do, you know, what you and I do in our lives. And we look for something, you can, you can see it, whatever we're looking for or researching, you can see it multiple, multiple venues or multiple segments, so to speak. And I think that's, that's what this will evolve into. And hope to your point, I know Seb, I don't want to make it a theme. Maybe we've already made it a theme. Don't overload it. You know, straight, keep it streamlined. <laughs> yeah, um, that's definitely a theme. It's that, that again, that uh, this would be perfect to put through the prism of that new office you want to create, the Office <laughs> of Acquisition Streamlining, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, And then, you know, and part of this, too, I think it's a healthy thing to have these different, pla- you know, different, vehicles, whether it's FSS or e-commerce to, or the GWAX uh, and that GSA has. And we could talk a little bit about the GWAX and other government-wide contracts when we come back. Uh, but before we do that, just on, like, you've been a follower uh, over this over time and, you know, streamlining, the focus of streamlining, um, you know, 25 years ago was, you know, commercial item contracting. And I just wanted to get your quick state on, I think I know what you're going to say, but on the state of commercial item contracting these days. There's a clear, clear indication that the government has not continued to improve upon commercial item contracting. It, it hasn't. And I think, part of, I think part of that is, I think policy has overtaken operations. And, and I think, in, you know, policy, you know, you have a thought, it sounds good, it has good intentions. And I'm, I'm, I'm streamlining the policy process, but the thought becomes policy. But when you take that policy now and run it to operations, it's, it, it's cumbersome or it has unintended consequences. And it takes a long time to get policy changed once it's out there. And I think right. in the environment we're in now, and that's sort of the reason getting back to a, a streamlined office and uh, acquisition office is, you know, we got to look at what's what's been laid on industry and or and, and the customer base too. So it's the streamline goes, hey, what's the total experience? And that's that's your vendor experience and your customer experience, and also internal GSA experience. Ways right, your contract and officer experience. Yeah, I mean, this cuts through everything, right? So, you know, I think when you talk about you know commercial line contracting, I think we we've, we've kind of taken their they've kind of taken their eye off the ball on that over over a period of time. And I think that's kind of what we're what we're, what we're facing now, Roger. And that's why we're having you know, a lot of this conversation around streamlining today. Yep. All right. Well, Bill, we have to take our break right now. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit, we'll finish up, I guess, on some of these other government wide programs a little bit. And so for the overall overarching marketplace strategy at GSA, my guest today is Bill Gormley. He's president of Gormley group and chair of the coalition for government procurement. I'm Roger Waldron. You're listening to off the shelf on federal news network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. I'm Roger Waldron. My guest today is Bill Gormley. He's president of the Gormley Group, chair of the Coalition for Government Procurement. Um, and we've been doing an update on, geez, a number of different things. You know, the FSS program, e-commerce, and a little bit on commercial item contracting at the end of the last segment. And contracting is big this year in FY23. Well, it's big every year, but, um, you know, beyond the, you know, the implementation moving forward of TDR, you have lots of big follow-on procurements this year. You have Oasis Plus, 
Uh, it's going to be, you know, we anticipate draft RFP soon. You have Alliant 3. Uh, GSA is beginning the planning and acquisition planning and market research for that. And then NASA Soup as well is in the midst of its planning for NASA Soup 6. And, in fact, they're going to have an industry day um, on November 15th for that. Um, then you've got the Ascend Cloud BPA GSA is looking to do uh, that w- might be government wide. So there's lots of moving parts there, Bill. And yeah, just you know, and amongst all those moving parts, what what are you focusing on these days? Well, I think the first off, you know, it's not that we're criticizing anybody during during our interview today, but we're we're kind of making or having suggestions anyway, providing input to programs. First off, I think the fact that the GWAX, to your point, 2023 is kind of a recompete year, which I think in of itself indicates that the program have been successful. And I think it's an example of, uh, you know, the simplicity of them over time. The, the uh, customers have seen the value to that, so they, they come back to it. And, you know, regardless whether it's GSA or NASA, NASA or NIH. So is there challenges in running you know, those GWACs are running the competition. Yeah, but that's that's acquisitions. Everybody's going to have to get through that, get through the award process. Um, but having said that, there's clearly a, a market out there for, for these these you know recognized GWACs, and I think uh, um, yeah, they will be able to demonstrate their value more. So hopefully, you know, in any changes that they make on the recompetes, but I think, but put a plug in for the coalition. They have a fall conference coming up, so you're going to have some GWAC aspects uh, within your fall conference, right, Roger? I mean, it's right. Yeah. Well, it's a big week. So, as yeah. I mentioned earlier, NASA Soup is having its uh, industry day on November 15th at the Fairview Marriott and Falls Church, and then Bill, the very next day, uh, the coalition will be ha- will begin our fall training conference with our, you know, general sessions on the 16th with GSA with NASA, with uh, DHS and uh, DOD as well, where folks will be coming in and talking about expectations for FY23, you know, and we'll have people from all these programs coming and talking about the procurements and their plans for them and just w- and where things are headed. So it's, uh, and then on the 17th is a uh, healthcare day and uh, we'll have the VA there and DHS and DLA. Uh, and we'll all be talking a lot, obviously, about uh, the VA supply chain modernization effort, uh, you know, the MedSearch Prime Vendor Program, and, uh, and uh, there are other procurement programs at the VA, as well as DLA's uh, Prime Vendor Programs that support DHS. So there's a lot going to be a lot going on, you know, that, that week, 15th, 16th, and 17th. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention also, Tom Davis will be there. He's will be our uh, keynote speaker to kick off the event and he's going to be doing um, his analysis of the election and election results um, and that's always a you know a fascinating and outstanding presentation um, for folks who want to understand why what happened why it happened and what does it mean for the new congress and for policy uh, you know moving forward so you know from from the standpoint of the conference I noticed um, which shouldn't be a surprise, but I noticed uh, that when you had your first um, EPA meeting, um, the number of people, well, there were a number of people there who attended that the networking 
was immediate <laughs> after after the meeting was over. It was immediate line. People were lined up. And to GSA's credit, they they stayed through the last you know the last meeting of an individual. And I know that the networking side that you have from the you know the fall conference, I would really encourage. And I know people go virtual, but I, there is there is absolutely no. <laughs> there's nothing better than actually talking to someone and having looking them in the eye and having a conversation and 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 having that that networking opportunity for for any individual to represent their company and, and to get a point across. So I think that the fall conference is you know hopefully shows that a, a good network. Well, you're you're providing the ability to have networking that we just need to the members right. to be here, things of that nature, which I'm sure is not going to be a problem. But I think if people are worried, should I drive 20, 30, 40 miles? We had someone who drove North Carolina to go to the EPA meeting and, 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 and he loved, loved it. Loved. It was an hour long, hour and a half long, but he, it was worth the drive. I mean, it right. was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. yeah, well, on that note, Bill, we have to do uh, to end the show. So I want to thank my okay. guest today, Bill Gormley. He's president of the Gormley Group, chair of the Coalition for Government Procurement. I'm Roger Waldron, and you've been listening to Off the Shelf on Federal News Network. You've been listening to Off the Shelf with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement on Federal News Network. Tune in Tuesday mornings at 11 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One. Dirty, just apply a little splash. See, safe.